Welcome to this week's session of What's in the Box, presented to you by Tatsoff. And uh, I'm Harry McCollum, uh, along with uh, Mark Tacolini. How are you doing today, Mark? I'm great. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we're going to try something a little bit different today. We want to give you guys a preview and sneak peek somewhat of the... Uh, the up-and-coming release that we have that'll be uh, in early October. Uh, it's our uh, 9.2 release. And, you know, maybe, Mark, we just talk a little bit about, you know, kind of some of the major themes. You know, we're going to keep – we'll continue to develop as a company around our major themes of being very open, uh, flexible, powerful – and uh, also affordable, but we'll, we're going to focus mostly on the open, flexible, and powerful things today. Any uh, any thoughts around uh, just the openness, Mark, and how we, you know, some of the the specific features and uh, development that we've done around uh, just more connectivity to more systems. Uh, well, uh, let's start with some good news. The 9.2 will be a minor release on top of 9.1. Uh, that means all users that they have license for 9.1 or they have the subscription plan, uh, they will have automatically access to 9.2 release without the needing of any additional subscription or licensing. And what we did on 9.2 is on, on our 9.1 release last year, we put many tools to do the checkboxes that you described it, open, flexible, reliable, and affordable. <laughs> uh, but uh, when you go uh, to develop projects with that new concept that we're going to explore today of unified namespaces, where you have many applications sharing data. <laughs> it was possible to do, but some, frankly, little hard work in some scenarios. So the 9.2 release, we create lots of tools to enhance the product in general, but more specifically to projects with that architecture, uh, with lots of data exchange, distributed architecture, or integrating data from different applications. All that scenarios you can put very, very easily with the new tools in 9.2. Yeah, I, you know, the whole concept of the, you know, the asset 
the new asset modeling or the, you know, kind of the redoing of our asset modeling. And then the, what I call auto discover of uh, different tags and different models within external data sources really gives us a much more kind of plug and play with many, many different systems. And then it gives us a mechanism to connect to uh, pretty much unlimited systems. So yes. um, it really opens opens us up further and gives our uh, customers, our end users, our integrators, our OEMs, uh, just powerful tools to build industry 4.0 applications. I think it's it's some really good stuff. So yeah, in fact, in some point you should start calling 4.1. <laughs> <laughs> because it's really yeah. new stuff that wasn't available before. And I'll try to explain what you call on finding space before we jump in some details. Yeah. On uh, the old SCADA times, we have tags. And at some point, we organized tags in data templates. That was great. But very soon, with the 4.0, becomes the need to have strong asset modeling where I have my organization, my machine, my data, nice and beautifully organized in an asset model. And many vendors, they put great tools for asset modeling and many standards on that. But then the real worlds, a little problem start to happen. You cannot really put all data in one tool. <laughs> To really leverage the 4.0 or 4.1 industry, you need to be able to have that data organization very easily going across applications, across networks, and making the, each component on that asset model very easy to add, replace, or modify without having to play around defining connections and bindings on all other applications. Yeah, no, and the, and the the way we've implemented it, where we're we're not necessarily dictating the model. No. Right? We're, we're saying you can have different models and we can make use of the models you're already using, you know? Exactly, and because it's not the full release yet, just the preview, just the teasing, you can use our new asset modeling tool and all the definition of the assets be on external applications <laughs> and all the maintenance of that definition can be on those external applications and not only one <laughs> you can use our asset modeling tool <laughs> just to be uh, doing the integration and keeping the asset definition in the remote tool so if the 9.2 release you can define a more strong asset model using our own tools. We did enhancements on that to our own support to create that models. But we also create tools to keep the data definition to its stewards, to who owns and manage that data. So you can do your application not having to replicate or duplicate that's the data definition. Yeah, I think that that flexibility is is really something that I know you're you're a big believer in, and I think that is is one of the main reasons that um, you know people are using our platform are going to continue to use our platform for some of these more advanced applications. 
Yeah, and they're going to hear us a lot in publishing our documentation that concept of have a unified namespace across distributed applications, not no longer distributed yeah. networking. We have that also, by the way, but the challenge now we are working the 9.2 was big step on that is to allow that architecture to more easily connect across applications as well, not only network layers. Yeah, and I think, you know, I don't know, you want to dig into any other, I think the, you know, our major theme is around the unified namespace and the, and the connectivity, um, the more connectivity that we're providing in 9.2. Uh, anything else you want to kind of? No, probably let's start in, uh, opening some of the talks yeah. on how uh, that concept that are going to talk more about that constant future videos. But let's see uh, uh, how that concept will uh, be uh, implemented in that new release. So I'm going to share here uh, some documentation that's not yet public available. It's our draft area connected with the 9.2 release. And you should be seeing now uh, my uh, asset modeling page, Harry. Uh, yeah, yeah, we got it. Perfect. So uh, those are five. It, they, that's not all that's in 9.2, but we did pick up those should be uh, the top five items all related somehow to that concept of the unifying space and distributed applications. So what are those improvements? The first one is our own asset modeling. Uh, we had very good support for data templates. We, can, we could have a data structure inside a data structure, arrays. We're very flexible to define hierarchies, but regarding the tag itself, uh, it was a single, name could be very long name but the final entity had to be one name but now all our tag definition can be like any asset model structure that allows you have the same tag name in different nodes on the tree so uh, we can have a tag called rpm under these nodes and you can have another tag named RPM under these other nodes. So there is no longer any conflict on that. We can do the definition like that, okay? And the tools we had to add those namespaces like copy and pasting, they are carrying automatically uh, the alarms, historian, and some IO mapping configuration. So uh, it's very easy to replicate those models and create your own project hierarchy using our, our own tools. Uh, any questions on that, Harry? Uh, no, no, no. I think okay. that's straightforward. Yeah. And one thing that we still have, I will not go on details now, uh, but we, we have... Uh, interface more cheap code to define our asset modeling, but we still have uh, the configurations that we have in table style where we list the objects, the type, 
and which level in the hierarchy that object belong as as you can see in that image this integer tag that's a typical developer name <laughs> uh is belongs to tags with the same name but they can coexist because they are in different levels of the hierarchy so we support the visualization and the editing of that asset model both on the tree view and on the table view and that's really very useful for reporting data, data import export data exchange you can apply filters so one interesting thing about our asset modeling it's not tree only like most of the asset models are we have different views to that same information okay and uh by the way on the scripting even it's a composite name we still have intellisense so you can access that hierarchy uh very easily uh through the code as well okay but one thing that we did also it's regarding that not all our tags will be here so i will stop sharing the screen so i can face to face yeah. we'll do the next step so those are enhancements are on asset model but let's pitch the funny scenario i'm doing an application in top of the touch soft framework or some of data is inside one mqtt broker and the definition of the data the tag names the hierarchy uh, that application or the owner of that broker is responsible to the maintenance on that hierarchy. <laughs> that application will also get data from Canary Labs using some view that's managed inside the Canary application or by that group inside the factory. <laughs> so when I'm doing my asset model, I could do old style like many applications still do, create my asset modeling, mapping to MQGT, mapping to Canary, or importing that. What's the problem with the old style, Harry, <laughs> when we do that brute force mapping? Ah, it's very rigid, very difficult to maintain, and there's a lot of issues with it. It can be a lot of issues with it. It, it can be, because the things change. They will add one more element there. I have to redo all my mapping. So map is great in some scenarios that the data is stable or you know the data should be there. So if there is an error in the mapping, it's a good thing because the data should be there. <laughs> so you want to know <laughs> there was an error in the mapping. But for many scenarios nowadays, you don't want to do that. You want that this subsection of your namespace comes right away from MQTT broker, right away from Canary, and different pieces and parts from namespace, we are just browsing using right away with no replication their data models and their hierarchy. So, so that's the concept. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, go back uh, to view uh, what we did. The same way you can have tags in this asset model you can also uh, add reference to external uh, data providers. So uh, if you can add, uh, let me show examples of syntax here. 
you can add assets that are in another hierarchy, whatever that hierarchy is, MQTT, Canary, Contrologics, OPCUA, you are going to support many hierarchies on that. And what does happen when he's going to expand these nodes, he will expand showing the properties on the remote assets, not from our own definition. So essentially that tree on the runtime will be dynamically created according to whatever is that subset of the asset model there. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So leave leave the data, leave the model in place, just really provide a window and then provide access to it for application development. So one concept to be very clear on our platform now, where you need to connect to external data source. We have two ways, and there is no right or wrong. Depends on the type of the data, both are applicable. In some cases, you create a local entity, a local tag, a local data structure inside that soft, and you do the connection to read and write that data from its data source. Mm -hmm. And you can even import the definition, but essentially, after import that definition, I hold the keys for that definition. Yeah. I have that instance defined in my tag model with my connection with the external data source. Or the second way, you can do assets tree, you can do displays, you can do alarms, mapping directly to the data that's outside without creating that soft tags, just using directly the data model defined in that other asset modeling tool, okay? And what are the asset modeling tools? Can be many. Right away, if the release are going to support Canary Labs, OPC UA, another Factory Studio application, Control Logics with Auto Discovery, uh, and MQTT. <laughs> yeah. And there are more to come. Essentially, any application, software, or protocol specification, or standard that can define tags or data structure can add, uh, be included in our asset model, okay? And frankly, uh, to the people that are looking this presentation, if you know that tools that have like features like that, please let us know because we believe that's really some new concept to be able to bypass tag definitions and use right away the data where it sits. I think we are really leading that new strategy. Okay. Yeah, and I think, you know, for sure, combining that capability with, you know, the tools that we provide for application development is, is uh, something that's fairly unique to us. And what's the concept we have to create that was new? We have even months debating a name inside the company. <laughs> yeah. So on the end of the day, we, we finally select tech providers to that new concept. <laughs> but it was many months deciding what to be because it was a new concept. So tech provider, when you think about an obvious name, <laughs> is exactly the concept we created to allow you define not communication drives anymore. We had that, we still have that, but that's on the past. The tech providers are 
the data source is not only for the data, but also for the definition of the data, the structure of the data. Uh, we will create the application based on the information those external systems they are providing to us. So today is not a training, but we have a new session in the software configuration around tags that are which providers are you using to give you access to their definition. Okay. And once those providers are defined, you can use in alarms, display, store, and right away without having to do any importing or any tag definition. So that's the new concept for the ones that are familiar our products. We added that you call tag providers. Let's keep moving, Harry. Yeah, let's keep moving, Mark. That was really okay. that was good. Yeah. Uh, so what tools we added? When you start doing that, it's great to have native integration with some applications. So in this release, we are doing a very powerful integration uh, with Canary Labs. And uh, I will not go in all the details on that, but we are using API level communication, so amazing performance. If you have a Canary application, we can go right away in top of that. And in three days from now, we repeat that on the end. We are going also to talk about the ability to embed Canary in our applications right away. Uh, but the details will be on the next presentation. Do we agree, yeah. Harry? Yeah, yeah. Well, we're doing a specific uh, joint uh webinar live stream with uh canary on september 1st as like uh, the official announcement of the our tatsoff embedded historian uh offering that we're gonna we'll talk detail then and and uh but look for that on september 1st that'll be you know we'll do a joint presentation with us and uh Canary Labs, and we'll highlight the features of the embedded offering along with, we'll show, you know, we'll show the software a little bit and uh, what you get and different price points and all that kind of stuff. So exactly. So Canary Labs is one of the tech providers we have, but in addition of that, we did specific tools to enhance the performance and give more options to work, combine it or on top of Canary Story. Uh, we also did uh, some very nice improvements around our MQTT, specifically the Spark Plug B supports. Uh, so we create a very nice simulation tool. So if I'm doing an application that I need to create uh, 15 nodes with 100 variables in each node, <laughs> Uh, we have the simulation tools. We have an embedded broker. So again, on doing our development, we don't even need to use uh, an external deployment broker because we have a full embedded one broker only, not only the simulator. So, and we did a specific interfaces to Azure. Azure is not exactly MQTT standard, it had some specific APIs, so we did that uh, enhancements as well. 
And finally, we did lots of enhancements around our uh, OPC server. And uh, specifically, we did replace completely our previous OPC engine. We still will support to be compatible, but we have a, a new OPC server, a new OPC client using the most complete security standards on OPC UA. Uh, all new OPC UA seven clients, much easier to do the configuration uh, with diagnostic tools and securities. And of course, those things, all of them, they are connected. If I'm doing asset modeling, uh, we can have the tech providers, the MQTT, the OPC UA, <laughs> Uh, being part of this new tech provider technology. So all those things, they are combined together. Uh, any comments here, Harry? Um, you know, just that we had gotten uh, uh, some feedbacks from specific customers around, you know, taking our OPC UA technology kind of the next level. So uh, we went out and, and, found a good partner there and embedded their engine and, and built, built our connections around it. So it is uh, just more, you know, we've got easier to configure and more robust, I think is the big message there. And it gives us something to build on for the future of with OPC UA. Oh, and talk about one less concept, Harry, about being open. With this release, we have also a new open interface so we can, and frankly, even another company can very easily add new, uh, they, new tech providers. <laughs> oh, okay. If there is a storing package or there is some sort of application that has some data modeling, <laughs> with this release, uh, in addition to those five, six we are putting out with the release, it's very straightforward to add one more tech provider to this architecture uh, with scribes. Okay. Okay. So so we can do those, and and we'll have kind of a lineup of what's coming next. Uh, but yes. we also provide an API for that. Definitely. Oh, great. And we have already, in fact, I'm not uh, give the hints today, <laughs> but we have more two that are aligned to be put out right after the release. <laughs> okay. Great. Yeah, no, that's that's good. I did I didn't realize we were publishing uh, the API, so that's great. Uh -huh. Good. Uh, um, so how about the? You want to say uh, just a little bit, maybe about the control logics? Um, oh yes, uh, uh, the control logics, which was not even listed. I mean, top is very important because to be able to put control logic as a tech provider. We have to have a very easy way to do the inspection of the variables, the control logics. <laughs> we had in the past the ability to read the L5K file and import the tech definition from control logics. With this release, we are doing one step beyond that you can browse the variables from the PLC memory. <laughs> we don't need the L5K file anymore. We can connect directly and find what is on that device, including the UGTs, including the, including the user data types. <laughs> nice. 
And we can use that interface with control logics, not only in that new tech provider feature, but also to help you to the configuration of our previous communication driver. <laughs> so right. everything that we're doing right now regarding external devices, keep in mind, we are going to have those two ways to access. We still will have the mapping, <laughs> the device driver communication protocols, right. yeah. style configuration. And to some of them, we also will provide the ability to directly leverage the other application data and controllers a perfect example because we'll be able to browse and do discovery in PLC stations right away doing communication with the device. Nice. Yeah, that's that's powerful. That's good stuff. Yep. All right. And uh, Harry, I think it'd be very good to uh, point out that we're going to have two presentations with more details on that. One that will be in October when you do the full release. Yeah, the nine two kind of rollout yeah. uh, where everything will it'll be a little more formalized and and we'll show some of that off. And there are some news there. For instance, one thing that's not even listed there: those tech providers then can be used as a very easily as a storing provider right away. So when you talk about oh, yeah. integration yeah. with Canary. Not only will you have the embedded, but if you have a canary, very, very easily uh, we can run on top of existing canary systems as well. But for new systems, we have some news, Harry. Talk about now our events, what we are going to have for new applications September 1. September, going to one, oh, September 1 is the is our announcement with canary of our embedded product that is uh our september one announcement where we'll we'll let everyone know we're going to start to embed and offer the the canary historian as a option for logging data so now right right out of the gate with our software you'll get a embedded canary historian so uh best and i heard uh rumor in the markets that to, to some number of texts it's even free yes would that be true <laughs> hey you're you're giving up you're giving away all our secrets here Mark. i don't know i heard about if you <laughs> want to know the true information join on the conference yeah there you go there you go so yeah <laughs> we'll have there'll be some level of tags offered yeah free. That is very very interesting neil it's just not a marketing there is some really good information that we're going to share on that conference. Yeah, I think one of the other really exciting, so the the included, there's going to be a certain number of tags included, which is yes. probably, it's probably already out there. And then, yeah, it is. But I think <laughs> the more exciting thing is you can go to an unlimited. Oh, yes. Unlimited historian, mm -hmm. embedded canary historian, for a very affordable price, which uh, we'll announce on September 1st, so. Yes, and the other events will be uh, likely first week of October and we'll release the exactly date soon. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do the official, we'll have a date out there first part of October for the 9-1, kind of the first intro webinar, and then we'll do some follow-ons to that to dig in a little deeper to show you guys 
uh, some of these features in action and uh, give you a, a better feel for what you can do with them. So. I think that's good, Harry. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, Mark, thank you. And uh, look for us in a couple weeks. We'll come out. Uh, we'll publish what, uh, what the topic of the day will be. And two weeks from now, we're looking at September. What? September 1, 2. September 8th. Wow, mm -hmm. September already. So, okay, September 8th, we'll see you then. Thanks again, yes. Mark. And yes. uh, take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye.